welcome to the show called Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Davis, and I'm with my lovely wife, Rachel, and we are your hosts. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling, the how, what, when, where, and why. We want to affirm, encourage, challenge, and inspire you in this adventure of a lifetime, and we want to celebrate everything you get to experience along the way. This podcast is sponsored by Apologia Educational Ministries. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. Today's show is titled, Homeschooling by Force, by Fear, or by Faith. Okay, Rachel, let's talk homeschooling. So when we started this homeschooling adventure 26 years ago in 1996, I like to say that we got started with a providential two-by-four over the head, basically by force. So let's begin with that. We're going to have three sections to this episode. Homeschooling by force, homeschooling by fear, with the ultimate goal of homeschooling by faith. Right. And often it can be a progression. That'd be great. I I, I love it when people start homeschooling by faith and continue on that. But often the typical journey is by force, then by fear, then by faith. So unpack the force element. What does it look like? What are some of the typical things that we see when we know that we are homeschooling by force or we see other people struggling with the fact that they were forced into this. Right. So I think it's become more obvious in the last two years what this looks like. Basically, the bottom line is you don't want to do this, right? You feel like your hands are tied, you're over a barrel, your back's against the wall, whatever euphemism you want to use to describe the circumstance, you would not have chosen to be home educating your children. And you just feel like you don't have any other choice. And so I'm going to still suggest, even if you find yourself on this journey against your will, I still want to welcome you. I still want to say, I'm glad you're here. And I still want to invite you to consider what this might be and what this might look like and what might God do even though you really don't want to, even though your heart's not in it today. Look, I believe in the sovereign will of God. I believe in a God who's the master of the universe, who puts the stars in place and the planets in orbit, who tells the sea how far it can come up on the sand. I believe in that God. And so even though in my own life there have been circumstances where I have found myself forced places I would never have chosen to be, and homeschooling was one of those places— I do believe that God is sovereign, and I don't believe He wastes anything. So, again, if you're here and you feel like you're here because you were forced, I still want to welcome you. But I also want to say, and I want to encourage you, don't resent this insofar as that is possible. I remember when we first started, I felt like the penitentiary door had slammed behind me. That's how forced I felt. I felt like I had been put away and the key had been thrown away and life as I knew it had ended because now I was stuck at home with the kids. And I felt that way for a while and I threw, you know, a pretty glorious pity party insofar as that's possible. And then God in his gracious goodness and his patient kindness with me started showing off to me and started showing me things that he was doing that I could not I could not account for because guess what my attitude was in the toilet because I didn't want to do this right 
And yet God was merciful and he was generous in showing me and growing our relationships with our kids, which heretofore, I didn't think I didn't have a relationship with my kids. When we first brought Charles home, I thought we had a fine relationship with our kids. I mean, you know, I knew how to take them out to McDonald's. I knew that they liked to watch soccer. I knew which cartoons on television they liked the best. I mean, I thought I knew my kids. And then when we brought him home, it it changed everything. I mean, I got to see him in a context. I got to see parts of him. I got to learn about who he was, his strengths, his weaknesses in terms of character. And yes, shocker, I got to know more about myself than, frankly, I wanted to know. But again, it was God's patience. So... If you're feeling forced, and some people have felt forced because of COVID, some people are feeling forced because of the ideology that is a real and present danger in the curriculum taught in many of the public institutions. Maybe you feel forced because of a bullying circumstance in the school. Maybe you feel forced because of a learning challenge that your child has. Maybe life circumstances, unemployment, or some sort of an illness in your family has has forced your hand, and this is where you are. I, I really think it's a great opportunity to take a deep breath and exhale and lean into God and consider what might God do, because you're not here accidentally. Right. So um, I would also have to think, having experienced this you know, together as a family, that uh, Homeschooling by fear is closely related to homeschooling by force. There's a connection of some kind. Sure. So uh, one of the ways I heard a lot of parents talk about that when we were in the early stages that that, I connected with was you're afraid. There's a fear factor. You're afraid that you're going to mess up your kid. Sure. How can I possibly teach all these kids, all these subjects that it takes, you know, a handful of quote-unquote or a building full of hand up. Uh, how can I possibly educate these kids when it takes a full building of supposed experts to do it otherwise? Right. And so all those doubts come in, those mm-hmm. fears creep in. So tell me about how the fear piece is connected to the force piece or or is there a connection? What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, it's kind of funny, not funny, but I mean, right now it seems to me that the parents in this moment, this providential moment, this God-ordained moment, have got fear coming at them from both sides, right? They're, they're fearful of what the kids are getting at school, the peer influence, all the hypersexualization of our children, the, the really terrible reprehensible books that are available to kids in the school library. The sexual agenda, the ideology, the anti-Americanism, the critical theory, teaching. So you're terrified of all of these influences on the one side, right? And then on the other side, you're terrified, you're fearful that you're going to mess your kids up, right? And so you feel like it's either they're going to mess them up or you're going to mess them up, right? And so you, you feel like your hand's been forced, like we just talked about, because of your fear of what's going on in the schools. But then at the same time, you have this fear of, can I do this? Is this possible? 
Will we survive this? Will my kids resent me? Will I completely mess them up? Will they have to be in therapy for the rest of their lives? And so I, I didn't have as much of the fear of what was going on in the schools when we started. And I, I know it was going on then. I was unaware of it, tragically. My fear, so we stepped in because we were forced, and then I had this fear of, oh, I'm going to fail. I can't do this, right? But I do think this is a unique moment because I think these parents have it from both sides. And they're feeling forced in, but then they're facing these fears, and and that can be really scary. Well, yeah, well, and I'm thinking as you were talking that uh, a lot of times when we're fearful about anything, we're fearful because we don't know what the future holds. Right. What's this going to look like down the road? And so when you, if you start homeschooling your kids in elementary school, and when you think about high school and trying to actually graduate them, it can be overwhelming. It seems right. like an impossible task. And you're afraid, can you get to that finish line? Yeah. Will we make it? And what will be the results? What will my kids right. look like? What will they think about God? Will they understand science, math, Bible, right. history, English? Will any of that make sense to them, or will I graduate a completely illiterate child? So those fears are real, uh, and it usually comes after being forced. Then a whole new set of doubts creep in. And so how do we get, how do we transition from that forceful feeling of the present dangers the fear of the unknown in the future, where you just want God to give you a glimpse of the future, but he's not. How do we transition all that to do this by faith, which right. sounds in some ways just as scary, but <laughs> Fair what, what are the benefits of trying to get to a place where you're homeschooling by faith? So, okay, I I do think that that is the ideal is to homeschool by faith. And I remember after we were forced and when I was full of fear, going to a support group meeting. And, you know, I didn't know anybody, right? Somebody said, hey, you should go to this meeting. And I was so desperate for to meet other people who were doing this too, to see somebody else that was had made this crazy decision that I went and walked into this house not knowing anybody. And the first person I met was pregnant with her first child, and they'd always dreamed of homeschooling. <laughs> and I mean, at that moment, I mean, they were doing it faithful. That's what they had always wanted to do. And I remember in that moment, I was like, yeah, no, I'm in the wrong place because that's not my story. And yet, I really believe those stories are rare. I mean, I hope they become less rare is this multi-generational homeschooling vision. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take my cue from the Bible because you've just laid out exactly what a lot of people's journey is. It's this force moment. You feel like you have to for some of the reasons or a combination of the ones I mentioned earlier. And then, you know, right after you find yourself here because you're forced and then you turn around and you're facing fear right in the face, right? And I'm just going to say it really does remind me of the story of Moses in the Bible. I mean... Moses is forced out of Egypt, right? And then he settles in to being a shepherd. He's shepherding for 40 years. And then he has this burning bush moment with God. And so as though being forced out of the palace and running for your life to Midian is not enough, right? I mean, he really thinks that it's just done, right? He's a shepherd now. 
And here he is, just another day in the wilderness, just another day with the sheep. And why is there a bush on fire and it's not burning up? And he goes over and he has this moment with God. And you can look this up. It's in the first few chapters of Exodus. And now God is inviting him slash his circumstance is changing such that I have to believe. I think I would have believed because I relate with the story of Moses. He's feeling forced out of his comfort zone. As comfortable as the palace was, he's kind of gotten comfortable in the wilderness. And now God is going, yeah, no, this isn't, your life doesn't end here. You don't die on this plane. I need you to go back. And Moses is forced to do the very thing he does not want to do. And what is that? Go back. And so he's feeling forced and he has every excuse in the world. And some of our listeners, you might have, even though you were feeling forced by the whole, whatever this has been the last two years, the ideology, the, the, gender, the gender junk that's going on at schools, whatever it was, bullying, whatever your reason was, you felt forced, right? And now... Even though you're feeling that you've got to do something, you've got excuses like, I'm not qualified, I can't, I wasn't a great student myself, I didn't even go to college, you've got all of these excuses. Well, so did Moses. Moses had all of those excuses. He faced his fear. And you you can read about it in Exodus. He gave five excuses while, while basically Moses was telling God, no, 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 you got the wrong guy. And you as a parent might be thinking, you're looking at these circumstances, you're feeling forced, you're feeling like you don't have a choice, and you're f- starting to face your fears, and you are telling God all of the reasons why you cannot do this. Like, please, 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 please don't ask me to do this. And that was Moses. And I just want to say, all of those fears that you have, it's really worth writing them down. It's worth, if, if you're on this three-step journey, you know, you've, you felt forced and so you pulled them out and now you're turning around and you're facing your fears, it is worth getting out a journal or a single piece of paper and just writing down your journey so that you can look back on it. You know, why did you feel forced out? Why did you take them out? And now what fears are you facing? Because what's beautiful in the life of Moses, and it's not exclusively in the life of Moses, There's this happens in many other instances in the Bible, God met each one of Moses' fears. That's right. He he met him in those fears. He didn't scold him. He didn't, you know, he didn't just burn him up in fire. The earth didn't open up and swallow Moses. God benevolently and generously met each one of Moses' fears, answered each one of them. And I think you need to know that as a mom and dad. You need to realize that your fears are real. Your God knows, and He is capable of meeting you in each one of your fears. And really what He wants more than anything, He doesn't want you to do this just because you were forced. Exactly. Because what if all of those things are removed tomorrow? What if the school down the street that your kids were going to, what if the bully moves away? Or what if the the ideology that's being taught isn't anymore? What if they no longer do all of the... Um, sex ed class, you know, if all of that was removed, would you just put them back? And, and all these fears that you have, God is extending to you a journey of faith. He's wanting to grow your faith. He's inviting you to participate in something 
that bottom line you can't do. Well, and that's why I like you can't to call do it, it. That's why I like to call it a providential two by four over the head for our circumstance because this wasn't on our radar no. screen. We needed a jolt, and we didn't enjoy it. We were beyond reluctant to get started, and we had all those fears. But after three or four years for us, a light a light bulb turned on to where we started seeing this differently and we saw the possibilities and God was, as you're saying, extending an invitation, uh, letting us see just a glimpse of what this could be. But he wasn't going to show us the whole story because he wanted this to be a walk of faith for us. He wanted our faith to grow. He wanted us to trust him. He wanted us to see all the possibilities firsthand and not not just have it all hand-delivered on a silver platter. Right. And that's how God grows all of us. And so homeschooling is a walk of faith that can be unexpected because we think all of our walks of faith are going to happen inside a church building or with only, quote, spiritual issues. But so many times they happen with the practical issues of life, uh, in your marriage, in your parenting, in the education of your kids. Right. Which is something you value, so you want it to be good. You want your kids to be uh, well-educated and trained and prepared for life. But God says homeschooling is a great way for that to happen. And your faith can grow as you do that because you're depending on Him more than on the experts that are in the building. Right. And and, and ultimately, too, it's not about—I mean, it is about— you, mom and dad, but it's about passing off this Madonna faith to your kids. It's about the next generation. I mean, I just want to, let me paint this picture for you for just a minute. Can you imagine with me, what might God do if God called our marriages to be marriages that honored him? What might God do if we prioritized the relationships in the homes, the siblings getting along and encouraging each other, the siblings, the children honoring the father and the mother, what if families read really good literature together around the table? What if families studied God's word together? What if families then, the outpouring of that, which was going on in their home, sharing three meals together, what if they extended that to practicing hospitality or ministering in their community or serving at their churches? I just want to tell you, this is, this movement of home education, this journey of being forced to face your fears, and then to walk by faith is an invitation by the Almighty to change the world. And so many of us want to be a part of world change. So many of us would say the world needs change. And here is God extending his hand, inviting us to be a part of that. And that's what this is. And so I would really like to encourage people, write it down. What, What do you feel forced you here? What are you fearful of? And would you dare to trust God by faith? Not because it makes sense, not because you understand it, not because you can see the end game, but because you get who he is and he is definitively faithful. He is trustworthy and he will not leave you. That's right. Well, I'm enjoying this conversation, but we don't want to keep you here all day, but we'll keep talking about homeschooling in future episodes. So we hope you've enjoyed this conversation, if you liked what you heard, please share with friends. 
This has been Let's Talk Homeschool, and we are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. We want to thank our sponsor, Apology Educational Ministries. Their mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. As a homeschooling parent, you probably need a system to plan your lessons. Apologia designed the ultimate homeschool planner just for you. It comes in four beautiful colors and designs so you can pick one that matches your style. It has space to accommodate plans for up to six children, plus there are pages for you to journal those moments of grace when God turns an ordinary moment into something extraordinary, what we like to call a Deuteronomy 6 moment. These notebooks are literal keepsakes of your homeschooling journey. You can learn more about the Ultimate Homeschool Planner by going to Apologia.com and searching for planners. As always, we conclude by saying, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime. See you next time.